0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: The Diamondbacks are wrapping up, getting close to wrapping up spring training, just like all other teams. So that's very exciting, quite frankly, because spring training's been going on a long time. Let's talk to Steve Gilbert, who is out there. In, he's always out there in Arizona, right? Um, Alex Futter. Steve, it's not like people, I guess, in your organization that you cover, it's not like everyone's just dying to get out of Arizona because they're Leaving spring training and going to Arizona, um, but I guess everyone's kind of ready for the regular season to start, right? Is this this is sort of when it starts getting to the point where um, spring training games maybe get a little tedious?
0: Yeah, I think so, Allison. And, you know, it's not like they're going to be packing. Well, I guess they do pack up a little bit to go uh, to go about ten miles. Uh, east and uh, west of here to, to Chase Field so it's not that big a deal but it is uh, to actually get games that, that count and, and games that matter and so I think that uh, everybody at this time of spring is looking forward to that. Diamondbacks still have a bunch of decisions to make though so they're going to need those uh, these last uh, 10 days or so to uh, to make them.
1: Yeah so is there a rotation competition or is there not? It seems like there seems to be a, a starting five that's been decided upon but then you're sort of saying that maybe um, it's it's still a little bit open. So what's the status there?
0: Yeah, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to see uh, Shelby Miller, Zach Greinke, Taiwan Walker, Robbie Ray, uh, Patrick Corbin not being in the starting rotation, which is your five guys. Um, Ar- Archie Bradley though has pitched well of late. He's shown signs of, of really developing not just a third, but a fourth pitch in terms of uh, changeup and his, and his cut fastball, which he started throwing. So. Uh, I think that they don't want to call that race just yet, but um it certainly looks like right now that that the rotation is set, but again, you know stranger things have happened, and I think they don't want to uh to discourage Archie because he's had uh he's really having a good spring here towards the end and and as somebody that uh you know you are always going to need more than five starters, and he would be a guy that if he does if he does end up going down to start the year um certainly could be seen uh, sooner rather than later at some point during the season.
1: I, I read some interesting things about their, their philosophies on shifting. Um, so they're figuring things out a little bit. seems like they're going to be utilizing it more, I guess hopping right into modern times. But uh, there's, there's a method to it, right? There's, it's not just moving everybody over at a left-handed batter. Uh, there's placement that needs to be studied, and I guess the Diamondback might be studying it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, normally when you, when you shift on a left-handed hitter, the second baseman goes into shallow right field, and either you bring the third baseman to kind of be behind second or to the right of second or you or, and leave the shortstop over on a, the lone fielder on the left side, or the shortstop slides over a little bit and the third baseman slide, uh, stays over on the left side. But the Diamondbacks have tried a bunch of different things, uh, moving the shortstop all the way over to shallow right field, leaving the second baseman, um, behind the bag at second and leaving the third baseman over on uh, the left side of the field. They've, they've tried all kinds of different combinations, and I guess the, the thinking behind it is to try to find where guys are the most comfortable uh, in fielding those balls. And uh, that's something they said they're still trying to get a feel for, um, you know, who's comfortable for, for seeing balls over on the left side of the, of the second base. And um, does it make sense to move someone from the left side of second base over to the right side if they're not comfortable – uh, as comfortable over there, so um, seems like they're taking an open mind and, and might see a little bit different kind of shifting in terms of um, you know who who does the actual shifting um, than than we've seen in years past.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they're kind of have to make themselves comfortable, right? I mean, it's it's hard to say well we're not going to shift on someone because this guy doesn't really feel balls ball very well on the other side of the bag I, maybe is it a matter of needing to get more reps in doing that and maybe yeah it, it's more like more? for for example let's say and this is
0: just an example and I don't know this it, it, let's say Jake Lamb is, is more comfortable seeing balls on the left side of the infield then they can leave him over to be the lone guy over on the left side of the field and shift the shortstop uh, all the way over. If uh, if the shortstop is more comfortable seeing balls on the left side, then maybe they leave him as the lone guy on the left side of the field and ah, shift that third baseman over. So that's kind of what they're playing around with. Um, it's not a question of whether they'll shift; it's just a question of who's going to do the uh, play the various positions in the shift.
1: That's very interesting. I didn't they really think about that. That they really have to kind of break it down that way. But um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's that is one of the useful things about spring training. Um, another is to make sure that the guys that are maybe trying to nurse their way back from an injury are going to be ready for opening day. Um, A.J. Pollock, of course, somebody that we have our eyes on uh, for various reasons. Um, is he nearing a return? Yeah,
0: it seems like it, Allison. Uh On March 20th, uh, he played in a minor league game. Uh, he said it was kind of weird. They didn't let him run the bases. He ran the bases before the game, but they didn't want him running the bases uh, in game action, so he said it was a little weird to swing the bat and then have to head back to the dugout and have somebody else do the running for him. But uh, So he's scheduled on March 21st then to play in another minor league game uh, and actually do the base running. Wednesday, the 22nd, is an off day for the team, and then they were going to reevaluate on uh, on Thursday to see if he's ready to, uh, to come back into Cactus League action. He says he hasn't felt anything in that, uh, that, that left groin area where he had the tightness that forced him to leave the game uh, about 10 days ago.
1: It seems like, I mean, would you say the Diamondbacks are pretty pleased with just how the spring has gone? I mean, there's really um, knock on wood, and of course there's time left, but catastrophic things haven't really happened. Um, It seems like things are sort of taking shape a little bit. Maybe the rotation has a chance. I mean, uh, how do they kind of view their spring at this point?
0: Yeah, I think they are. I think they are optimistic. I think um, as long as A.J. Pollock really is not uh, has any kind of serious injury, uh, which it doesn't appear to be, the only uh, the only kind of glitch is just Manny Tomas has that oblique injury um, that's kind of hampered him. But other than that, they they feel like, you know, the rotation has looked pretty good. They're still trying to sort out the bullpen here with 10 days left, um, but they've had some guys that have looked good. So And the, and the lineup has never really been a question, but the, a number of guys that they're going to be counting on have swung the bat well during the spring. So I do think they feel pretty good about it. I think, you know, they're also the guys that were around here last year, uh, when they had such a great Cactus League record and then, and then uh, opened the season and everything went south, are, uh, are not putting much stock into the spring. But uh, certainly it's, a, it's uh, been a positive one for them so far.
1: All right. Well, on another note, let's talk food a little bit because the Diamondbacks always have something – several new and uh, strange and innovative things that they introduced to us when the new season comes around. Um, I was actually there on opening day last year and I got to experience the glory that was the new grilled cheese stand. But um, in addition <laughs> to a lot of different things that are happening, they've got a new churro dog 2.0. Um, oh my God. It's just, I, I don't even really know where to start. It's frozen yogurt and that would be the last of the uh, semi-healthy things that go into this. So there's um, Donuts, Oreos, Oreo crumbs, strawberry sauce. So, what is it about the Diamondbacks that need? That they feel the need to like um, outdo their already outlandish food choices. <laughs> I think that's
0: a, that's a, that's definitely a trend in Major League Baseball, and the Diamondbacks are at the forefront of that for sure. I mean, they've also got a. I saw a, a bacon wrapped pretzel baguette that has ham and, and it is stuffed with ham and cheese. So. Uh, You know, it's uh, all kinds of different options at Chase Field, I guess, for food. But, yeah, the churro dog I thought was pretty successful as it was um, and pretty good as it was. And and now I guess uh, in the interest of reporting, of course, I guess I'll have to try that churro dog uh, 2.0 just to to give people a, a full report on that.
1: I mean, really, it's a tweetable moment, right? So none of this r- is really happening unless you're able to put it on social media. And That's like the Mecca's hand-in-hand with uh, social media and this crazy food. So you'll, it's guaranteed that you're going to get a lot of hits on this.
0: It, it, far more than I will if I'm discussing baseball strategy on Twitter, I am, I am sure. That is uh, absolutely <laughs> true.
1: Uh, I tweeted a picture one time of uh, Pete Rose and Johnny Bench standing next to each other at a Reds event. And then I tweeted a picture of a slice of pizza that the Red PR people brought me in the press box, and the slice of pizza got three times the amount of hits as a picture of Pete Rose and Johnny Bench. <laughs> people love their food, Allison.
0: People love their food.
1: It wasn't even a, like a great piece of pizza. It was just a piece of pepperoni pizza. But yes.
0: Um, well, if it came from a, if it came from Rob Butcher, it couldn't have been a great piece of
1: pizza. So I no, like exactly yeah, that it, thing. It was. It was definitely uh, a local uh, pizzeria that uh, I personally love, but not everybody does. Okay. Um, okay, we're going to stay on schedule here, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, Steve. Talk to you next time. Allison, always my pleasure.
0: Take care. <laughs>